Amen. Well, God bless you. You can be seated this morning. Just want to take a moment and, and welcome everyone. I know we have uh, many of our church members. Y'all were blessed and lucky this morning because we didn't have our nine o'clock service. You got an hour of daylight saving, so everyone should be alert and attentive. No one's sleeping in church today, okay? But I'm thankful you're here and our teachers from Zion Christian Academy, many of you are here as well, and families of the school are here. And we're thankful that you've been able uh, to make it out to church this morning and to celebrate and to be a part of this groundbreaking service. Aren't you thankful that the day is finally here? I know those of you in the school and in the church, the day is here. We're moving forward. Today is D-Day where we break ground. But I was um, reaching out to a pastor, a mentor of mine, Pastor Paul from Victory Christian Center and they uh, recently had a groundbreaking. They're right across the street from Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And they recently sold um, a building of theirs and are, have been in a campaign to raise the funds and uh, are praying to add an addition onto their campus uh, for their next generation. They're renovating their Christian school. And they remastered a video. It's, it's a modern parable called The Harvest. And I remember being there in 2011, seeing the original video. They show it in their church every year. But it's to encourage and it's to inspire their church to never forget about the harvest, that we all have a, a place to play in reaching the harvest. Do you believe that this morning, that you have a part to play in reaching the harvest? And so they sent it over to us, and um, I wanted to show it this morning, and I couldn't think of a more fitting time. Uh, to be inspired and be encouraged about this modern telling of a family that thought they were going to lose the harvest, but through uh, the community coming together, you're going to see um, of how they were able to reach the harvest that was ripe and ready. And so we're going to take, it's going to replace the sermon this morning, and then we're going to honor um, some families and different ones uh, as we step into the groundbreaking uh, following the service here. But if you turn your attentions to this uh, screen, Kenny, if you'd go ahead. I want us to watch the parable, this modern parable telling of the harvest.
my daddy. He taught us everything we know. As a farmer, there wasn't much he couldn't do. At the end of every summer, we would prepare for the harvest. My dad was, he was so kind and so gentle. He loved people so much. But he loved mama the most. Sometimes I'd catch the two of them slow dancing in the barn at dusk. That's my favorite memory. Just something I'm working on. Do you like it? No, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Keep up the good work, baby girl. Thanks, Daddy. Told you those piano lessons would come in handy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how's it looking out there? We're gonna have a good year? Well, we're going to be short-handed, so I might need to pull in a little wheel to help with a few things here and there. Well, you better go deal with the Richardsons, because they're leaning against the truck right now daydreaming. Well, deal with them, all right. What are they doing out there? I don't know, but they're about to get some unwanted attention. Now, back in January when we spoke, did you not say you could help me out this season? Because I specifically remember each one of y'all agreeing to that. Well? We did, sir, but... The Pratt's bought another thousand acres across town, and, well... We're under contract with them, and... They didn't really give us much of an option. Can't much argue with that. I get it. Someone needs your help. You ain't got much of a choice. But how much time can you give me before you gotta go? Two days. Two days. You've gotta be at the other farm in two days. So we hope you lay seat out until then. 
you know, help we can get. Get as much done as you can. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right, boys. Well, looks like the kids are going to be helping out more than I thought. Why? What happened now? Well, they just informed me they're quitting. Going to work on the Pratt's farm because they're under contract. What are we going to do? Jack, with the mortgage, we have to have a crop this season. We'll lose the farm. Diane, I am aware of the details. <sighs> Listen, don't worry. I believe the kids can handle it. There certainly ain't no better time for them to learn it now. So, what if some of these seeds don't grow? Well, that's just how these things go. Not every seed will grow. We can give them a chance anyway. Won't we run out of seed? Oh, there's plenty enough stored up in the barn. It's our job to give them a purpose. You know what? I want to show you something. Come on. The thing keeps getting jammed worse. Gonna have to get that fixed. See, him. this is what I want to show you. You see, each and every one of these seeds all have potential. And we're not so very different from these seeds. You also have that same potential. And it is far beyond what you can imagine. Come in. What do you see? Um, nothing really. It's just a field. Why? What do you see? Oh, and. I see a field, a field full of crops waiting to be harvested.
Em, what are you doing up so late? Well, I couldn't sleep. So I've just been reading some verses. All right. Tell me what you got going on here. Well, it's Jesus, and he's talking about farming, I think. Why is there so much about farming here? Well, um, Jesus, he didn't teach like most people do. Do you know what a parable is? I don't think so. A parable is just a story. As you see, most people, we can't understand and see what's happening right in front of our own eyes. We tend to be blind to what's simply in front of us. But people can understand a story. Now that is if they're listening. As you see, a story can take your imagination far beyond what you can see. So that's what Jesus did. He told people stories. He's teaching them the lessons of life, right and wrong, ultimately what we're called to do. Well, what's your favorite story? <laughs> I am the harvest is mine. Probably because it's all I've ever known. But it speaks to me. Because it's what I do. Plant the fields. Harvest the crops. I don't think I've heard that one before. Well, maybe I'll read it to you sometime soon. In the meantime, you need to get some sleep. Um, Daddy, why do you always wear this? Oh, you'd call this the key to my heart, I guess. But, you know, I got an idea. Why don't you wear that for me tonight? But you always have it with you. Don't you need it? Oh, it's in good hands. Now, you need to get some sleep. <laughs> I love you. Love you too, Daddy.
you grab the hose. You get started on the sides. I'm gonna get the rest of the okay. seats. Jack, don't go in there. I am halfway done. If I don't get the rest of these seats out of here, we're not gonna have anything this year, and we're gonna lose the farm. Don't worry. I'll be careful. hardest day of my life. I felt... I felt so much pain and guilt all at once. It was the hardest... the hardest moment I have ever faced. my dad and he was just he was gone
I know. I know. They've been sending letters since Jack passed. They know we can't afford to make the mortgage. Thanks. I'll call you later. Table, Luke. Those are filthy. So, do y'all think that we can do it? Do what? Harvest the whole field in time. Are you stupid or something? Hey, not in my house. What? Even if Dad was still here, Luke. We... Well, I did the math, and I really think that we can do it. Well, whatever happens, we just gotta keep going. Otherwise, we, we give up the farm now. Who said anything about giving up the farm? I'm going to the bank today. They're wanting some money. I'm going to see if I can get some more time. But what if you don't? Let's hope I do. In the meantime, there's no sense in sitting around. Y'all get to work, and I'll be back for supper. Diane. Diane, are you listening? Oh, yes. Did you hear a word I just said? No, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Diane, here's what it comes down to. Without a crop to sell this year, I don't see you being able to make your payments. You're already six months behind as it is. And without a substantial amount of money in a short period of time, the bank is going to have to repossess your property. What about his life insurance? Can I access that now? I'm sorry for your loss, Diane. And I wish we were meeting under different circumstances. But due to the nature of your husband's death, his life insurance policy simply does not cover what I was thinking, yeah, <laughs> reckless behavior. I don't understand. Have we not been paying life insurance premiums since my youngest was born? Yes, Then but... what is the point in having this policy that you sold us, only to have it of no use? Because if it were useful, you would be writing me a check right now. Diane, I can understand your frustration. But his death is simply not covered by the guidelines of our policy. My hands are tied. I think we're done here. Okay, well, just as a reminder, at the end of the week, I'm gonna have to seize your property. Well, there's five days left. I think we'll just go harvest our crop, if you don't mind, and get you your money.
As you both know, tonight is our last night here at the house. The bank comes by tomorrow to take the keys. When we harvest the crop, we'll have the money. How dumb are you? We're not even halfway done with the harvest. Luke, this is Daddy's farm. They can't just come in and take it. Yeah? Well, Dad's dead. Enough. This is our last night here. I would like it to be something we want to remember. Do you think I want to give this place up? No, but it's out of my hands. All I want to do now is to cherish this place and the memories and to honor your father for the great man that he was. He loved each and every one of you just as I do. And let's pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. One more day, please. Just give us one more Diane, day. Diane, I'm sorry. Time is up. We've got to take your property. I heard you folks could use some help. I don't know what a few more people is going to do here. The harvest had to happen today. We're gonna lose the farm. I know. That's why I brought some help. taking two days to harvest everything. And it was the biggest harvest we had ever seen. The food and the grain coming in seemed endless. It, it was like it was being multiplied. We were all so emotional as we worked together. 
the bank got their money, and we got to keep the farm, and that evening when we finished, we all came together at the house and we shared a meal. That is the first harvest feast ever. I see a field full of crops ready to be harvested. question, what do you see? And I couldn't think of more of a fitting story to really represent this morning what's taken place, the seed that so many have invested over the years, and how this isn't just a pastor who's done this. This just isn't a group of people that have done this. This is a community of believers, a church coming together year after year, Sunday after Sunday, believing to reach the harvest. And I'm here to declare to our church this morning that it's harvest time, that I believe what we're breaking ground on today is gonna have this ripple effect for years to come. You know, I was thinking, and one of the keys, and you saw in the story the key that they had and the importance of that key, and how with our faith, how many of you know we have keys to unlock faith in our life? And as I was just praying through this and praying over our service, I just began to ask the Holy Spirit and say, what are keys that I've dropped in my life that I need to pick back up? What are, what are doors that I've stopped believing for that are locked in my life? And Holy Spirit, give me the key to open it up, to believe for breakthrough, to believe you can move, to believe you can do it again. And through this whole process of believing for the breakthrough of this building, believing Uh, just to move things forward. How many of you know it at the right time? Maybe you're believing for a family member. Maybe you're believing for a door to open in your life, in your work, in your finances, your relationships. When you stay diligent, and this was just as simple as it is, the key that God gave me was, the key is always in communion. That when you stay diligent and you keep your heart before the fire of God, when you keep that communion in your life, You're going to hear from heaven. You're going to get divine direction when you need it. But you can't forsake communion with our heavenly father. There's a scripture. 
I want you to see, and it comes from Matthew 13. Kenny, if you would put this up. It talks of the harvest and how that we want to bear a harvest of righteousness and that we want to, for the seed to fall on good ground. How many of you want your heart, your soul to be good ground for when the seed of God's word, when faith comes, that it falls on good ground? Here's what it says. It says, the seed that fell upon good soil represents the hearts of people who embrace the message of heaven. Do you embrace the message of heaven in your life this morning? I'm telling you this is the key. And when you embrace the message of heaven, your lives will bear good fruit. And so I just want to encourage you this morning, where you've stopped looking to God, maybe you said, I'm tired of waiting on God. I'm taking this into my own hands. I'm, I'm a better leader. I can do this better. We all go there and we've been there. But I want to encourage you to pick the key up of your faith again. Begin trusting God again. Go back to him in prayer. Go back to him in communion. Begin fasting again. The things we know that stir and that build our faith. I want to put this saying in your spirit this morning and those that I want to honor this morning, I believe just represent the spirit that's been on this house and on this vision. And it's this, is it's vision is seeing a harvest in a seed. When you have vision for your life, vision, for example, today, you have to be able to see the harvest before you reap the harvest. When you're planting seed, you gotta be able to say, okay, it might be five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, but I can picture, I can see, and just like they said in the video, what is it that you see? And her father was always so good to say, I see a harvest of crops. And so I pray this morning again that you would begin to trust God, that you would begin, the scripture says, to write the vision down and make it plain. Don't lose sight of what God has called you to. Vision is seeing a harvest and a seed. You know, I think there was really a monumental moment that happened in the life of our church this week. On Tuesday, we were able to experience the harvest of a seed that was planted really in the heart of my brother Cole. He's not in here right now. Him and Becker are over serving our children's ministry. But he told me that when he was in college two, three years ago, that God began to put this heart this vision within him, and he began planting seeds, serving where he was, being faithful to where he was. And then through God opening doors, bringing the right connections, bringing the right people in his life, he began to see that momentum. Aren't you thankful when you begin to just stay faithful and then you begin to see a momentum and then you can begin to ride the wave of the momentum you see God putting you in? Well, just observing and talking with my brother Cole, beginning to see God, put him in positions, beginning to see God open doors. There's a picture I want you to see and, and really the first of many meetings that are gonna take place, that there was a harvest of pastors that gathered together, 20 senior pastors from Northern Kentucky that gathered together with our state legislators. And we began praying, we began dis uh, discussing issues on pro-life and abortion, religious liberty, things that our community, things that we discuss and share that we began to have a moment, and I'm telling you, sitting here in this meeting, seeing it take place right here in our church, you could feel the power and the presence of God. One of the pastors from Faith Church, Mark Kidman, he runs Isaiah House, a huge community outreach that feeds over 700 families once a month in two locations, Ledlow and Covington. He stood up and, and he said, and he, if you know him, he, he gets fired up. And so he stood up, fired up, and he said, do we realize the influence we have in this room? 
Do we realize that between all of us from First Church, from Burlington Baptist, Hebron Baptist, every denominational lines were crossed, everyone here, do we realize the thousands of congregates that we represent? And if we could come together, what we could see, what the change we could see take place in our community. And so this was the harvest of something that Cole had in his spirit. And Cole will tell you, he uh, pursued and, and knocked on doors. He went and uh, uh, would try to get with pastors and stayed consistent and faithful till he had the breakthrough and was able to connect with these pastors. And they were, wanted to get on board and they wanted to be a part of what was happening. So this happened Tuesday and seeing what I believe the ripple effects of that, our community is gonna reap a great harvest. But again, vision is seeing the harvest and the seed. And so I wanna encourage you as you're planting seeds, as you're being faithful to your field, keep planting, keep envisioning the harvest that you know God has put in your spirit. And so here in a moment, we're gonna take communion and the team's gonna lead us in a song because again, that key that I, I felt strong in my spirit this morning because communion is coming together and having a holy meal. It's having a meal as a family and saying, God, we want to honor you before we do anything, that this isn't about GPC, this isn't about ZCA, this is about honoring God and advancing the kingdom of God. And we want to honor him with our communion this morning. I was praying and reading through and I just took some notes and I want to encourage you with communion before we partake together. But here's what began to come to my spirit. Communion's not about the bread and the wine. It's about the body and the blood of Jesus. It's not about the ritual or the method. It's about listening to Jesus and doing what he says. I love this right here. Communion is not an obligation, but it's a celebration. I want to just encourage you. When's the last time you've just celebrated what God has done in your life? When's the last time you've just said, God, thank you for what you've done in my life? Celebrating communion marks the story of Jesus how he gave himself completely to give you and I a better life, a new start, and a fresh relationship with God. It's not about ritual. It's not a ritual to revere, but a person to worship. Jesus is less, concer less concerned just about, I got to do the method right every time, but it's of celebrating communion, that he's more concerned that we take time to celebrate him and to spend time with him. And so this morning, I want the team to lead us in this song on remembrance. And as you can stay seated, but I want you just to close your eyes and I want you to just ask the Holy Spirit, what is your vision for my life? What, where am I at in this process of seed planting? And as we just quiet ourselves, as you have a heart of repentance, I want you just to whisper to him too, say, Holy Spirit, I repent of any sin in my life. I repent of any error in my life that's not right with you. I wanna get right with you, forgive me of my sins. I embrace the grace that's so readily and easily available. I remember you commanded us to do this in remembrance of you. So Holy Spirit, we take this moment as we break bread together, as we thank you for the forgiveness of our sins and for the grace of God. Come and touch us as we partake together. In Jesus' name.